Now what I want to do is give you a short definition, and of course this is it's just a basic thing. This isn't a, um, an in-depth thing. It's just be a basic idea of this word. And then I want to go and use it. I have three or four examples in my notes already there, and I'll read them to you. We'll go to some of them. But this is a, a preposition meaning toward, direction. It means forward, toward, or near, or, or near to. And as I said at the very end, I'll, I'll um, illustrate this. Now, Matthew 5, 28. Let's turn to 1 Timothy. As I want to read a couple verses here. Okay, Matthew 5, 28, this word here, pros, is used. But I say to you that whoever looks at a woman to lust after her already hath committed adultery in his heart. Okay, so the word in this verse here, pros, is translated at. Um, but I say to you that whoever looks at or toward, or if that is a direction in their heart, of lust toward a woman. See, so you're looking toward a person. See, that's a direction in your heart, pros, that he has committed adultery with her already in his heart because of that word illustrating what is going on or what is coming out from the heart toward whoever, whatever. Uh, and then 1 John, uh, no, John 3, 1 and 2. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night. The word to, pros, pros. He came to, or a better way to say that is he came toward Jesus. So there is in spirit something revealed there that his heart direction now was pointed toward Jesus, pros. Nicodemus, he came Toward Jesus. Okay, and then in 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 7. But reject profane and old wives' fables and exercise yourself, and the King James says, unto God is. The word unto is pros. In the New King James, it translates it toward. So exercise yourself, pros, towards godliness. So with that word, if you would see certain, if you would open up uh, the Strong's and look at certain words, for example, a preposition in a, in, a, um, in a Bible verse, when you see this word, in the English it may not indicate the full impact of what that little preposition is trying to portray. But in the Greek, it gives you a much better feel now for what's going on. It's, it's, there's a direction there. Uh, there is something that is toward, toward, toward. Okay? So that's the first one. The second one is ice. And this here is probably one of the most common. It's a primary preposition. It's, it's very common in the Bible. It's, it's everywhere. And, of course, there's different applications. I'm picking certain prepositions out to show you something when we're finished here. Uh, it's a primary preposition. It means to, 
and I'll look at this later, or into. See, so now you go from toward, now it's to or into. And uh, before I get ahead of myself, I'll just read a few verses here. In John 3, 5, we're familiar with this portion of Scripture. Jesus answered, Verily, very, except, except a man be born of the water and spirit, he cannot enter, let me see how that is, enter into, that's the word, into the kingdom of God. This is ice. So there is a movement to or into something. You'll see this used many times when it talks about, for example, if any man be in Christ. See, this is talking about a, a place. You know, you're moving into. If any man be ice, into or in Christ, not in, excuse me, to. You're moving to or into. Uh, it's a point reached is what that means. It's a point at which a person, a person or thing, you reach a certain point. If any man be in Christ, now he's a new creation. He's entered into something different, you see, than where he was before. Uh, Galatians 3.24 says, Wherefore the law was our schoolmaster to bring us into Christ. See, that's a place in which we, we uh, went or a point at which we reached. Okay? Uh, and Ephesians 1.19, And what is the exceeding great greatness of his power, the King James says, to us word who believe, or toward us, that, that's the word there, toward, it means to or into, the power of Christ. So he's talking here about coming to a certain point in, in whatever. Now, this is an interesting verse here, John 6.35, And Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger. We all know this verse. And he that believeth on me shall never thirst. The word on there, translated into English, is the word ice, and they didn't use... If you would put that word in the verse, it wouldn't really make a lot of sense. You'd, you'd say, what does this mean? Um, and he that believeth into me. But that's the meaning of it. He that believeth into me shall never thirst. So he's talking about here a point reached by the individual where now they will not thirst because they have reached this point. They are moving in a direction. They're going somewhere, and they've reached this point here into. So now Jesus said, you will never thirst. You will never hunger. If you're going to continue on, you won't thirst. You won't hunger. Something's going to occur in you, in your, in your life, in your heart. And now things are going to change because you're not going to be thirsty anymore. You're not going to be hungering anymore. Okay, so that's the word ice. Now, this one here, meta. Are, are you okay so far? Make it very simple for you. Okay, now, this is... Association with or 
companionship. So this now is showing us something different. It's showing us that now there is, is an association. There's a, a more of a closeness than when a person is going toward, you see. This is a directional thing. Now we're moving into something that's a little bit more. And by the way, I believe there's an order. I put them up here in an order. You, there's an association. There's a companionship. Uh, and meta here, and, and this is a good example. The Lord was with his disciples on earth. Alongside of them, for example, he was in the room with them. Meta, he was with them. There's an association or companionship with them. Okay? Now, a couple examples. 1 Thessalonians 3.13 To the end he may establish your hearts unblameable in holiness before God, even our Father, at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ with his saints. See, that's the word uh, meta, with. So there's an association or a companionship. They're, t they're together. They're, they're in whatever setting. There's a, a companionship, a fellowship there. Okay, now turn to 2 Thessalonians. Once again, it depends on the translation. Okay. All right. Verse 16, chapter 3, verse 16. Now may the Lord of peace himself give you peace always in every way. And then Paul says, the Lord be with you all. He's, he's praying, he says, may the Lord be with you, that there is an association between and a companionship between you and and him in this setting where you are, that there would be this. And then down in verse 18, you see again, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you, so that you in your life, he's talking uh, to the church, that there would be an association between your heart and the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. So Paul prays this, and basically he's praying that they would, would stay in or move into a relationship with the Lord, something maybe more than some of them there have had to that point, or some of them may have, and he's encouraging them to, to stay in this place with the Lord, this association, companionship with him. Now, the next one here, and, and by the way, this word here, and we're going to get to this word. This is the, the, most, clo the, close, the most closeness. That's not correct English, but you got the picture. Is in this word here. The word en, in. That's the English word in. This is an association or a companionship, but it's not of the closeness that this word is. Nor is it of the closeness of the word soon. Okay, the word soon is proximity to, and I think it's with, I think, yes, joined, means joined or connected, and this word, this preposition, when it's used in a verse, indicates a, a closer, I don't want to say movement, but, but whatever it may be is closer than when this word is used. So you can see, hope you're seeing a progression in this. Okay? Now let's look at a few verses 
with this. Now, this is proximity to, with, to be joined or connected, to be connected. Uh, whenever you were married, the relationship between you and your wife or husband came closer than when you first met or, when, or before, before you were married. So before you were married, there was an association, a meta. There was a companionship. It was good. But then at a point, you moved into another area of your relationship. You're moving closer together. There's a, a connection there. Uh, you're, you're in a closer proximity to. You are with. Okay, that's the word soon, 4862 in the Strong's. Okay, a couple verses here uh, with that word. This is John 18.1. Then Jesus had spoken these words. He went forth with his disciples. That's the word here, with. So you see there's a connection there with them now. And this is John 18, so they had been with the Lord for a while now. They've seen him, uh, they've been in a close association, but this word indicates now that when he goes forth with them, it's, he's coming closer to the time he's going to, to leave this earth. Now there is a connection there that was not there, I believe, in the very beginning. And, and that holds true with all of us as Christians. You know, when we first come to the Lord or he comes to us, however you want to say it, it's good, it's fantastic, it's totally different than where we were or what we experienced. Uh, and we, we move in this companionship with him to some degree. And then as we walk on with him and, and walk in his will and listen and we're obedient to him, somewhere along the line, this here now moves into something else, something fuller, something better. And you're in this proximity or, or in this place where you're joined, just like a husband and wife. You're joined in this, and now your relationship with him has changed. It's gone to a different place. It's a different dimension now than it was before. Not that you weren't saved before. Not that a person isn't saved you know, before. But now there, there's a moving on. There's a, an experience of him that we haven't had before that. And now this word here is saying that now this here is something that is further, further on than these others here, you see. Now, Galatians, uh, let me have you go to John, or Philippians. We'll go to John in a minute. Philippians chapter 1. Now, Galatians 1, 2 says this, And all the brethren which are with me unto the churches of Galatia. So Paul is saying here, by the use of this word, that these people are just not, people in the church with him. They are sown. They are with him. They are connected to him in the will of God, in the purpose of God. He's writing to them. He's you know, going to them. And these here in that relationship with Paul, they're connected to him. There is a, a joining there in, in the, the ministry of Paul or the work or, or the purpose that Paul had through the Lord to the church. So there is something with them that is closer. And you see that even today in churches uh, where, for example, you may see someone who comes here from another church and 
there are those who support them, not just financially, but they're supporting them like we support Jake when he goes out and he, he you know, ministers. You know, we are with him in a different way. There is a joining there, even though we're not with him physically, there's a joining there so that when he goes forth, or Bill Pepper, whoever, that there is this tie between the church, some of the people, I'm going to say the church in general, but some of the people, their hearts with him in that ministry. You understand? So there, there is a, a joining there in this word. So Paul says here, he's talking about the brethren that are with me, with me. Sown, sown. And then in uh, Philippians 1, same word. Now remember, this, this word here is closer than meta. Meta is good, but this word is closer. Verse 23, For I am in a strait betwixt two, having a desire to depart and to be with the Lord, which is far better. So that there is this closeness we're talking about soon. Soon, soon, whatever it is. So that's something more, something closer, something further. Now, the next one is also a primary preposition which is used many times in the Bible. And it means, it denotes a... It denotes a fixed position. So once again, you're seeing here a progression. This is a fixed position in place, time, or state. Uh, and I'll relate that to state, condition. A fixed position. What's the fixed position that you as a Christian should be in? Anybody. Go to John, well, it's in Christ. We're to be in him. He's to be in us. John 5. And as I said, there's various applications to the, these words. They're found, some of these words are over a thousand times just in the New Testament. Some of them are insignificant. They, they're just, you know, there to... I don't want to say insignificant, but there, there's not much there as far as the construction. It just says, it says some, some fact, and that's it. Others are very important because it's going to denote a specific place. It's going to point out something in the Scripture that the casual reading of that is not necessarily going to bring out. I mean, it may. You might catch it, but... You may not. Uh, in John 5. Okay, let's just read a couple verses. Verse 36. But I have a greater witness than John's, for the works which the Father has given me to finish, the very works that I do, bear witness of me that the Father has sent me. And the Father himself who sent me has testified of me, 
you have neither heard his voice at any time nor seen his form. Now, he's probably speaking here to the um, Pharisees, I'm thinking. I didn't look at the context. Verse 38, and this is what I want to show you here. But you do not have his word abiding in you. So that's the word in. See, so that is, is to be a fixed position for the word of, word of God. The word of God is not supposed to be, be out here floating around when you hear a message. The intent of the Lord is to take the word of God and fix it in a certain position in your heart. In you, in you, in you. But you do not have his word abiding in, in, in you. That's a very intimate thing here we're talking about. In, in, this preposition. The intimacy of that. Because whom he sent, him you do not believe. You search the scriptures for in them. Now this is another thing that there, this is the same word. In them, you think you have eternal life. See, you think because you're going to search the scriptures that in that position there, you're going to have eternal life. But well, that's not going to happen. See, that, that's not, your heart's not right and so on and all that. So that's, that's that word. Now let me give you that in Ephesians 1.4. According as he hath chosen us in him. See, that's a fixed position and to be in him, let me back up here. Being in Christ is a work of the Spirit done at salvation. But it does not necessarily mean that a person will stay in Christ. So being in him and remaining in him, I believe means that we, in that closeness, that intimate place, will have to become, to some degree, of the same character of Jesus Christ. See, that's in, in him, in him, in him. It's not just a word in the Bible. You see it throughout the New Testament, but there's something more there. It's indicating something more than just a casual Christianity where, you know, nothing matters, you can do what you want. You know, I can exercise my will in anything. It doesn't matter. Uh, you know, I'm not looking to the Lord in it. And, and so there's something more in this, in this particular word. According as he has chosen us in him, in him. Philippians 3.9. And be found in him. See, that's, that's a fixed position. Not having mine own righteousness, which is of the law. So the, the place for you and I is to be in him. In, in this thing correctly. Colossians, turn to Colossians. And then, of course, the scripture, therefore, if any man be in Christ, same thing, it's a fixed position. It's where, where, that's what the new birth is about, to fix you in a place, in him, in the kingdom. Uh, Colossians 2 Verse 9, for in him, you see that word again? N, very important preposition. For in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and you are complete 
not when you do what you want and go where you want, but you are complete, the next verse says, in Him. And he's talking, once again, about this closeness of relationship, an intimacy, you see. That's where you're going to see some of the fullness of the Godhead. That is where you're going to be complete, is in that place. Not in just association with Him, you see. There are a lot, I believe, that are in association with Him, but never come under the impact of this word here in this fixed place, this fixed position, where there is this great intimacy there with the Christian. Some Christians aren't interested in intimacy. They're interested in themselves and their own thing and doing works and all these other, you know, that's, works is secondary. It's supposed to all come out from that place, which we'll see in a minute, I hope. So in, in this word here, this position, there is an intimacy and it's a relation of rest. A relation of rest. Where, where are you to rest? See, in Him. That's the place. Okay, now the next one. Motion from the interior. That's something a little different here. Okay, a couple verses. And another angel came out from, from this word, from the altar, from a place, uh, an interior place that came out from that. Here's a good one. They went out from us, from, but they were not of us. From and of are the same preposition here. They came out from the interior. Paul, um, Paul, John says, okay, here, here we are, the apostles, and we have those here in the church that are joined to us in this closeness, in this relationship. Okay, and we're in Christ together. But they went out from us. They went out from the interior of that place spiritually because they were not from us. They were not, you know, in that same spiritual connection. They weren't there. So they went out from us. They were, they were wherever they were. They're spiritually, they were somewhere else. John says they went out from us. And then it talks about, but every man hath his proper gift of God, or the gift coming out from the interior, or from, easier way to say it, coming out from God. That's where the gift comes from, not from us. And then turn to um, John chapter 1. You still with me? Okay. Because I'm going to illustrate this in a few minutes here. So anybody who was writing this, did you write it all down? By the way, if you had to do, look all this up, it would take you a while to figure this out. So I did it for you. Okay, now, just, this is still dealing with this last word, um, ek, motion from the interior. An easy way to say that is out from. It's the easiest way, out from. John chapter 1, verse 12 
We're going to look at verse 13. And this word's used four times in verse 13. But verse 12 says, But as many as received him, we're familiar with this verse, to them he gave the right to become children of God, to those who, are, uh, who believe in his name, who were born not out from, I'm going to insert that in the verse, not out from, ek, blood, nor out from the will of the flesh, nor out from the will of man, but out from God. See, that changes, for me, that changes that verse. Just inserting those two words, out from. Out from. Okay, now, to illustrate this, I'm going to draw this circle here. And for the sake of illustration, I'm going to draw this circle, and we're going to say that, that this represents Christ here. You have prose toward. Okay, toward. Then you have the word ice, which means to, same word, or into. Now, now this, is all, this is all going to show you something. All right? Then you have, and I'll have to do it this way, meta. Okay, there's, there's somewhat of a, a companionship there. Then you have the word soon, and now you have a closer, where you're, now you're closer, and that word used is talking about something that is closer to something. Okay, and of course we're talking about Christ. And then you have the word in or in means in. And this here is more intimate than any of these other words. So if you would just take this word, as it relates to Christ, now as I said, it's used in many applications, but this word alone, in, as it refers to Christ, it's talking about something that's more intimate than moving toward him. Moving toward him is good. There's nothing wrong with moving toward him. That's how we get to him. Or going to him, or the same word, different application, or moving into him, to experience this intimate place, or meta, where there's some companionship there, or to where there is a, a greater, something greater, connection. <clears throat> but this here, uh, what number is that? 1537? No, that's ek, uh, 1722. This word here is more intimate, the, all the prepositions, it's more intimate than any of them. Now, this is what I want to show you, how to tie this together. The last word we used was the word ek. Okay? This word, ek, out from, indicates that it's not out from you or I, but it's out from this place here, where there is this intimacy so that 
once this is developed, and there is this relationship and this connection and closeness, the intimacy that the Lord wants, then what is coming out is not coming out or should not be coming out from you, myself, whomever. What comes out comes out from him, comes out from God. And as I was looking at this yesterday and this morning, I was wondering where all of us are, and not just here, but you know, Christians that you meet. Some of them, maybe their hearts toward the Lord to some degree, but they haven't really taken steps or followed the Lord in a way to bring them into a, a place with him that is more intimate. And of course, we know this is all individual. Our relationship with the Lord on an individual basis. And some, you know, maybe they have done this and they, they're moving in this way. And there's a beginning here, but because of the will of God, because of certain things, they don't stay in Christ. Now, we don't have time. I could show you scriptures that show to me, it's very clear, that even though we were placed positionally here at, at uh, the new birth, when we came to Christ, a person can, by their own will or means, move out from this place and not be in Christ. That's nothing to do with being saved or not saved. It's just a spiritual position. So all things being as they, they should be, coming into this intimate place, walking there, being there, walking with God in, in that, in you know, whatever it is he has in your life. From that, from this intimate place, in, in, you have the possibility of things coming out from that can change lives, change people, change the world. As long as what's coming out is coming out from him. Okay, any questions? There's quite a bit to look at in one, one class. Now, next week, we'll see. Next week, I might show you something a little different related to some of these words. But I wanted to give this to you because we read, we use language. And, of course, you know, we don't need to think about it. We just use it. But when it comes to the study of the Word of God, sometimes one word can be very significant, can actually throw some completely different light on what's being said. And can help us, I believe, if you see this, and realize what, what this is, not just the words. See, this is all portraying a spiritual truth of where a person can be, where the Lord wants to take us, and what he wants to bring out from us. If we can actually see this and look to him and understand that we as Christians are here and it's, we're here for a purpose and he wants this relationship in this place, in him, to develop so that others, it will benefit you, of course, 
But others would benefit and others would see and taste that the Lord is good. Only as it comes out, see, everything being what, what it should be. So I, I thought that was, for me, I don't know if, if you liked it. I enjoyed it uh, when I was doing it. I said, like, oh, this is, this is nice, Lord. This is nice. <laughs> now, there's another thing. There are other prepositions. For example, uh, hoopo. Who, who knows what hoopo is? You probably know what hoopo is, yeah. Hoopo is under, uh, and that would be an illustration. I was going to do that one, too. Uh, it's, it illustrates, and scriptures relate to submission and things like that are under hooper is above and over, and, and so forth. But as far as the relationship here with, with Christ, this movement here really, really relates to us. Okay? Okay.